This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. There's something going on, it feels like, on this Friday. Hey, Natalie, can you quiet down, please? Natalie, I'm doing the show. Can you be a little quieter or or close the door? I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, I'm on the show. Do you want to say your line now, then? Hold on. She's coming. It's not a line. It's not a line. Hi, guys. Did you miss me? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Great job. All right. Continue. Uh, welcome aboard. I am here. Uh, producer Troy the Goy is here. Troy, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Take your time. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. You uh, you really shocked everyone. Did you see the excitement in the Discord for people? I did. Uh, I did. Excited for your, your mic drop at the end of the episode? There's two rules in show business, Peter. I'm sure you know this. One is the show must go on, and two, right. leave the people wanting more. Mm-hmm. Expertly executed. It really was. We just we hit them real quick with just something, boom, and then Troy's out the door. But the summer of Troy continues on. You know, I went. I, I had a little bit of a. I amended my feelings on what you said a bit too, because I give you I gave you a hard time because it was such a change of direction. And even though I may not think the approach or the the idea of thinking in terms of like you know stacking numbers is the best idea. <laughs> I do think the idea of maybe trying things out and being a little bit more actively social could be good in terms of you just kind of, you know, figuring out your your way in the world. So I think that's a good thing. I love how you are 
saying these things, the Pecoreds have no idea what you're talking about because the conversation that you and I had you're referring to was off, off the air. air. Was off the air. Well, so they could figure it out though. Is... But well, hold on. So what did you say on the number on the on the on the episode? What did you say? You said it. You said it can't be me because I'm out here basically. Yeah, I just said hot girl summer, the asexual thing is a thing of the past. I'm on fire. There's something going okay, on. Okay, got it. So, so, but yeah. still, that that yeah, yeah. you can figure out based on that yeah. conversation. What I'm saying now that Troy's approach was sort of about you know putting in that work, and yeah. I was a little bit off the air, like, hey, let's you know be mindful here. And obviously, I stand by that because anytime you're trying to live this hot girl summer life, as you put it, you certainly want to be mindful of people's feelings who are participating in, in hot girl summer. But I do think you pushing your own boundaries to try new things when you've had such very rigid rules generally yes. is is probably a good thing. Yes. So I'm trying, and not only when it comes to dating and relationships and physical relationships, just trying to really change my way of thinking in terms of how I've approached a lot of things. Like I'm changing my exercise approach, my diet approach, my relationships approach. Not well, because the way I've been doing your, is... How are you changing your diet approach? I think your diet approach is very locked in. It is. However... I th call myself thinking, you know what? This is something that I've taken for granted to be locked in for so long. But maybe there's a different way to go about this that could also work and maybe be better. For example, I've eaten for breakfast okay. eggs and oatmeal every day for the last seven years. And it's worked for me. And I'm happy with that. And I'm content with that. But you know what? Pancakes used to be one of my favorite foods. I haven't had a pancake in years. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the grocery store, I'm going to get some pancake mix, and I'm going to get some spaghetti, things I haven't had in years. Right. With the thinking, you know what? I, uh, you know, I, unlike you, I don't weigh myself on Tuesday and, and be sad with my number. I well, actually... You, you're, very, you're a very yeah. thin man. There's no... Yeah. I'm a thin man. I take great care of myself. I've noticed through the years that like, and also my age helps me, whenever I have quote-unquote a bad weekend my body composition doesn't change at all in some cases it's actually better so i'm like you know what i can actually splurge a little bit and i think be just fine so let me try to adjust my way of thinking here and see if i can perhaps have a better happier healthier relationship with food what what, what led to these normal thoughts that you're having because i experienced mm. it firsthand with you when we were sitting at dinner and you wanted to eat nothing and you weigh 83 pounds, I was like, I feel like you could be enjoying food a bit more and still be quite healthy. Well, I had a conversation with uh, the girl uh, in Virginia, actually, and we were talking we about go. food. Mm -hmm. And she had said to me, because I was saying, like, you know what? I don't really enjoy eating. It's a chore for me. Food is fuel. If I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't. It's not something that I particularly care about. Uh, there's other things that I place value in, like... And she was saying to me, well, food is something like we need it. It's a biological thing we need. So you might as well enjoy it. And I doubled down and said, you know what? I, I just like don't enjoy it. Some people are into exercise. Some aren't. Some people are into food. Some aren't. And I'm just not into food. I'm never going to be. But then I replay those thoughts in my mind, just like I replayed the thoughts in my mind uh, regarding sex that I said on this hear a program and i was wow, like wow you know look look so the show helped you is what you're saying yeah i was like you know what let me rethink this because i i've believed these things in the past and i'm still not saying i don't believe in these things but let me at least open myself up to new ways of you. thinking as some as someone who is always looking to improve in every asset uh aspect of my life 
I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm leaving some things on the table here. Maybe there's a better way to live. Maybe this way that I lived, I thought has worked for me. Maybe it's actually not. Maybe there is a better path out there. So I'm just trying things out. And if it, and if it doesn't work, then it won't work and I'll go back to the way I am. But got to try. I, uh, I like this. I like where you're at. Congratulations, Troy. Okay. Um, and we wish you the best on this journey. I think you will find there's definitely a way to have a happy balance in all of the aspects of like all of the things that you that you've said over the years that like define you from being a minimalist to never wanting to be in one place to relationship stuff. All of it, I think, to a certain extent. I don't want to go any deeper than this here because we have to talk some wrestling, but. I do think all of it in some way also started to pop you because people like pop to hear it and it yeah. reinforces like, oh, this is kind of my thing. This is like right. what I do. And then as time goes on, you're kind of like, well, why is it exactly what I do? And listen, it is very complicated to have a healthy relationship with food, social media, drugs and alcohol, sex. All of that's like super tough, which is one of the reasons I'll be starting my podcast right now. The work, by the way. The work we're doing behind the scenes. I usually lying when I say that, but no, no, no. The work that's actually happening behind the scenes to create this, there's something going on. But but that's why I want to do a podcast on that stuff because I do think it's all so hard and so challenging for adults. But yeah, I think your level of discipline, the only thing that you need to now be mindful of, and I'm going to give you a jewel here, oh boy, is because you are so capable of going so hardcore that you just need to be mindful about the things that you then decide to add into your life. Mm. Because I have known people who literally go complete polar opposite swing, <laughs> and you don't want that either. So, yeah. you know, curbing it and being like, oh, cool, I can have pancakes on the weekend versus you see Troy in six months and you go, wow, starting to look a little bit different. You're like, well, I have pancakes every single day. And you're like, well, you may not want to have that for breakfast every single day. Yeah. So that's just one example. Obviously, that's more tricky, I think. I think the food stuff for someone like you is going to be a bit easier. I think the relationship stuff may be a little bit more tricky. So just be mindful. Congratulations. We're all happy for you. And now let's talk a little bit of pro wrestling on this Friday. Natalie is... Uh, busy doing different wedding things she's going to try to pop in and say hello because she knows the people miss her so much um but anyways i'm gonna i'm looking at the discord right now so we'll get some stuff from the discord we're also of course going to pull some stuff from the uh email as well and get to a little bit of that because i think it's needed for the people um and also just talk about some things that uh maybe we hadn't gotten to discuss yet um, one thing, for example, that I was hoping to get to today was the Max, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, little, I, I watched more of Dynamite. I hadn't really seen Dynamite yet. And I got to tell you, um, very much enjoyed the Max Adam Cole, um, backstage. There are two backstage backstages I really enjoyed on dynamite this week one was the mjf adam cole thing which to, was just very funny there's just there's a lot of opportunity here whenever you get max i think in these situations where he's able to be intentionally sort of funny and not always being intentionally bad guy but intentionally funny i think that's a good space for max to be in and 
that's what we got in his backstage with Adam Cole suggesting that the two of them become friends. I didn't see if there was more from them later in the show. I'll finish it as the weekend goes on chilling at the uh, at the summer residence. Uh, but yeah, I'm into what we could get from MJF and Adam Cole. Um, I loved when he touched Adam Cole and Adam Cole told him not to touch him. And, and, and he's like, I, boundaries, I get it. I love boundaries. I thought that was very funny. Uh, and then one thing I also loved was Renee getting in the way of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston getting into it. Um, you know, I you know I've been waiting for them to really sort of dip their toes into the Renee John Moxley waters. And first of all, Renee's acting was just fantastic. Um, and I just thought she was great. Like I just thought it seemed like a real life situation where, you know. Of a, a, a wife is annoyed and angry about the fighting between her husband and a best friend. I, I really dug it. So shouts to the great uh, Renee Paquette. Um, anyways, that's as far as I got in AEW. I, I do dig what's going on with Jericho and Sting too, man. What? Why not? Why not use two vets in that way? That 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 is something that makes me want to see stuff. So some cool stuff happening over there, which uh, makes me happy to see. You always want to see. Uh, the product everywhere getting better and better. And that takes us to Money in the Bank, uh, which is happening uh, tomorrow as you're hearing this. Um, hold on, I'm texting Renee right now. I'm great. Can I call you on cheap heat for five minutes? I loved you on TV this week. No pressh. You always got to add a no pressh. You don't want people to feel pressh. Um, Money in the Bank, though, of course, going down uh, tomorrow. I'm doing the kickoff show from Stamford, 2 o'clock, my last Stamford kickoff show for, I guess, the foreseeable future, which, I mean, all due respect to the great city of Stamford and the great state of Connecticut, but I will be excited to get back out on the road and be in front of the WWE Universe um, starting in Detroit and then continuing on through uh, the fall. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm seeing the picks everywhere. I mean, everyone is seeming to love Logan Paul. No one is agreeing with my um, philosophy, it seems. Not, not anyone, but like the people that I know all seem to be going hardcore with Logan Paul. And I, I understand the logic. Um she just said, shit, I'm actually about to get in the car with blah, blah, blah. What are you thinking? This second, LOL. No worries. Either way, I loved the stuff with you and Eddie and John. See, listen, it's not an interview, but you hear me typing to the person. So it's sort of like doing an interview. You know what I'm saying? You hear my side of a conversation. Um, yeah, it just seems like people really think that Logan Paul having the briefcase adds a level of cachet um, that I don't personally feel like I just don't think it does the what it needs to do in the hands of Logan Paul. Now, listen, Logan Paul being your, your champion. Now we're having a conversation. All right, Logan. And I'm not saying I want Logan Paul to be champion right now, but if Logan Paul were example, for example, were to beat Seth Rollins, to avenge his loss at WrestleMania and beat Seth Rollins. Now we're having a conversation um, 
a real conversation about something that could do something for the title in terms of him bringing it around and making it a thing on social media. But like, I as big a deal as I feel Logan Paul is, I don't know that I believe Logan Paul is doing things. I'm not talking about business-wise. I'm talking about entertainment-wise. Is Logan Paul really doing bigger things outside of WWE, like entertainment-wise? I, I, if so, I'm not feeling it. Real quick, um, when you get a chance, Troy, I'm seeing multiple people complaining that the Discord link we have um, is expired. Is there a way you can try to make sure that whatever we post on this week's episode has a current um, active Discord link, if possible? That can be arranged. All right, thank you very much. So anyone who's hearing this, please go look at today's episode. We'll have an updated link, okay? And hopefully it will it will work. Renee said, thanks so much. Uh, it was so fun and cathartic yelling at them both, LOL. <laughs> um, shout out to Renee. We'll get her on soon. I'll try to give her more than one minute warning, and we'll get her on in the near future. Um, but... Let's let's call. You know what I'm gonna call? Someone who feels strongly about this. Let's see if he answers, shall we? You know how we do it on Fridays. I just pick up the phone and go. We see what's what. Hello? Hey there. Hey man. I uh, I'm just calling you to tell you that uh I'm reneging your invitation to the wedding and you are being replaced with evil Sam Roberts at the wedding. He's, uh, I mean, the amount of podcast gigs that I've lost to this guy, now I'm losing <laughs> wedding invites to this guy. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we're actually doing the the, ep the Friday episode right this moment, and I was referencing you as one of the many people who knows a lot about wrestling, who is firmly yep. in the Logan Paul camp for the Money in the Bank match, and I am firmly in the LA Knight camp for the Money in the Bank match. And I just want you to convince me because I'm not convinced that the briefcase or Logan Paul is elevated by a win, at least certainly not on the same level that I think L.A. Knight would be with a briefcase win. So take me take me through, if you have a moment, why Logan Paul uh -huh. winning makes sense. Well, look, I think you, like a lot of uh, WWE fans, are thinking with your heart instead of your head. The choice of the heart is L.A. Knight. But the fact that that is the choice is why I think that it shouldn't be L.A. Knight. Like, when you watch this guy come out, like, you can't, whether you like him or not, like, the question as to whether or not he's over is finished. Like, he's the most over guy on SmackDown, aside from the bloodline. So, like, for me, him with the briefcase, I don't think does anything and I think could do more harm than good. Go ahead. I think he's got to be a baby. I think, right? Okay. I think he's got to be a baby face. LA Knight has to turn. LA Knight's not a heel in any respect. We're not in an era in WWE anymore where heels are cheered and baby faces are booed. That's not happening. Like nowhere else on that card, good guys get cheered and bad guys get booed, and we're back there, and it's a beautiful thing. For me, I think that if you go through the history of the Money in the Bank and you go by like these fan favorites that have won the money in the bank and underdogs that could potentially be elevated by the briefcase. A lot of times it goes awry. If that cash in is not successful, 
winning the briefcase does absolutely nothing and hurts more often than it helps. Sandow was destroyed by the briefcase. Oh, Corbin, God. it's a different, yeah. right? If yeah. Corbin, it's a different deal because he's a heel, obviously. No, Corbin's, he was Corbin's been destroyed for so many other reasons at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But Austin Theory, too. It did not. It did not help Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. No. Right, because it doesn't help. So if LA Knight's not going to win the world title with this briefcase, which I'm not convinced he is, it doesn't help anything. And the reason I'm not convinced he is, if we go deeper, we keep going into what's next. LA Knight's not beating Roman Reigns. I think we can all understand that. But LA Knight versus Seth Rollins doesn't do anything for anybody because we're, we're trying to get Seth Rollins over as the top babyface in the company. So to put him in a match with LA Knight, where the fans are going to cheer for LA Knight, is going to make Seth Rollins look worse and is going to make people pick between LA Knight and Seth Rollins, which isn't what you want to do for LA Knight. So my scenario. This is, is good. This is good so far. On, Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Is you put the briefcase on Logan Paul and you just embrace the fact that everybody's going to hate it. That's what's supposed to happen. We're booing it. It's awful. It's a terrible choice. Yes. Like we're not trying to do anything besides that because Logan Paul taking the briefcase off Seth Rollins, I mean, taking the title off Seth Rollins is possible and is also like that's that's kind of what you want in a villainous cash in I, and will do that's good. better for Seth. You know what it, you know what it is? You know what it is? In the, in the words of the great Iron Sheik? What? That's a cheap heat. Okay, maybe cheap heat, but no, no, but this. it's it's real heat. It it would be real heat. And and, real heat. and you're right. It's real heat and and one step forward, one step forward, okay? I'm not for like I want LA Knight to get over and to have his moment of like, yeah, this is the real thing. Once as you know with the briefcase, once you win the briefcase, you can start losing matches and it's okay. If Logan Paul steals it from LA Knight, at the end end of this match, LA Knight becomes a babyface because now he's undeniable. Now he's Daniel Bryan after he lost to Sheamus. Everybody's so mad at that decision. Nobody's not cheering LA Knight. And every time he comes out, the audience is going to tell WWE, you made a mistake. Then we go to SummerSlam with Logan Paul versus LA Knight. LA Knight's the babyface. And we can actually give LA Knight a win against Logan Paul. Because Logan Paul will get it all back when he eventually cashes in. And LA Knight now gets to ride that babyface train without having to worry about the complications of a title match, which he doesn't need that complication because he doesn't need the world title. For what? Although you can also set up, depending how long the story takes, and get to a place where uh, Logan Paul you know, hides and cowers with that title. <laughs> all the way to WrestleMania where you get LA Knight beating Logan Paul at WrestleMania for the title. Or you could have Logan, you could have LA Knight beat Logan Paul at SummerSlam so that you have that sort of, okay, this feels better. I don't feel so bad about uh, LA Knight losing. Then you move on completely. Eventually Logan Paul cashes in and becomes the champion. And yeah, if we're there now, LA Knight can say, Hey, Jabroni, I beat you at SummerSlam. I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, you know, now you're now, now you're setting up for a potential LA Knight winning the Royal Rumble. Now, I mean, if, if the sky's the limit for LA Knight, let him get there. Uh, you know you what? just go from like... I'm convinced. I'm convinced you did it. You did yes. it. Uh, no, no, you did it. Because you're right. You're right. You're yes. Right. And the, the, the thing that 
I here's what let me explain what I was focused on with Logan Paul. I was just convinced that Logan Paul quote doesn't need the briefcase because we're talking about a guy who is a human briefcase, right? I mean he he wanted sure. he wanted Roman Reigns, he already got him. Like that's what Logan Paul is such a big he has such star power that he gets the matches he wants. But you're right. What it does for him is pushes him firmly into heel territory, which is where he needs to be, because any attempt to make him even halfway a good guy, even when they try to like, let's tease him being a good guy in front of the Cleveland crowd before he turns on them. They already hate him, even when he pretends to like them. They, he does. They no one wants to cheer him, it seems, except like people like us who are so impressed with his ability and his desire to be a part of this everyone wants to hate this guy so why not give them give him the briefcase which is the ultimate way to just make it easy to hate him fully and allow him to then eventually really i think steal the title back from seth rollins in a cheap way um, because and that, that, that is what you want him to do. Like, I don't want him to do one of those things where it's like, I have the briefcase and I'm using it to call my shot with a match at SummerSlam. No, I, I, no, want, no, 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 I no, do it no. the right way. You, Steal it. I mean, literally reenact the Seth Rollins cash in and call it the greatest heist in history. Like do the exact same thing that Seth Rollins did to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, except do it to Seth Rollins. And on, on top of that, if you want to go even further, Logan Paul will be the biggest heel there is. And when you have somebody that's getting booed that much, it's only going to make you cheer Seth Rollins more. Now we've added stock to the idea that Seth Rollins is a babyface by putting him as the opposite. Every single time Seth Rollins defends the title, it'll be, okay, there's this match, and God, I hope Logan Paul doesn't cash in. Oh, I hate Logan. God, I hope Logan Paul doesn't cash in. So it all becomes more interesting and on a smaller level, right? This is more of a, I think people put more stock in this than they should, but it is still something hmm. like the reason, the reason that every WWE title has a giant WWE logo on it is because it turns them into billboards. And when a basketball team wins the championship and WWE sends them a belt, now there's a giant WWE logo on the screen. It's great. Like the impulsive podcast does huge YouTube numbers every week. Do you mean to tell me that it doesn't elevate the briefcase and the company if Logan Paul's Money in the Bank briefcase isn't behind him on the Impulsive podcast every week? Let's see. I mean, Impulsive itself has four and a half million subs. Right. So it's like people go like, people go, well, no, because if Logan Paul won the briefcase, the briefcase wouldn't be on TV every week. It's like, who cares? That makes it even better. Put the briefcase on Logan Paul's show every week. Why does it, it? Who cares if it's on Raw every week? Everybody who's watching Raw knows about the briefcase. I love how uh, I'm looking now at the. Uh, I'm looking now at what does well on the Impulsive podcast. It's yeah. First of all, this is this is a big clip. This did uh, this did. Three and a half million uh, views a year ago. The Island Boys walk off the podcast. Wow, that's <laughs> and then and then the next biggest clip, of course, is uh, Abella Danger on hooking up with fans and secrets of the adult industry. Sam, you know what I'm? You know, I, I wonder if you've gotten. I wonder if you've gotten to where I am with podcasting right now. And even though we both do it, but I'm working on how to not do it in the future. 
Has anyone really <laughs> has anyone really taken the time to appreciate how incredibly uncreative and like repulsively uncreative the way that we post podcast clips on social media is at this point? Like I mean, I it's cra- it's some crazy. Clips, some of the clips that I that I post for the stuff that I do on YouTube, like I'll watch the clip and go, this is like the most vapid <laughs> no integrity having empty clip like this is a humiliating exercise and then i'll just post it and i'll just watch it enter the algorithm and like comments from people who don't follow me right they're now fighting with each other in the comments and i go like all right i, I almost feel separated from it i go no no i, I, I go okay I, like, it, no i i totally agree and i mean listen the point the game that you're playing that you do a really good job playing there is feeding your YouTube algorithm and your channel has been growing and doing well over the last few years, just feeding that algorithm and allowing it to be a, a place where people watch your shit, but also a place where you can generate money because of the amount of just overall views you're getting. Like it, it sort of is the play. It's just funny that like literally you could be doing the highest level podcast uh, uh, in the world right now like if barack obama started a podcast tomorrow <laughs> it would look the same as the random person whose mom just got them a camera last week and they set it up <laughs> and wanted to make TikTok. it's all the exact same so what we need to put our heads together and i'm trying my hardest to think of what it is is like what's the next thing going to be because like this has to be coming to an end right like at some point here it's, it can't all look the exact same as the podcast market now has reached in heights that don't even make sense and like you got people like you and i are in a pretty good place like we may not be at the absolute top of the food chain but we're in a good enough spot where there are people who will want to hear us and we can remain in like a somewhat prominent position but like at some point this bubble has to burst and it's just like i don't even listen to podcasts anymore i can't see them anymore i can't hear it anymore or maybe is it just that my algorithm is all people that i follow who do podcasts i don't know yeah no 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 the barrier of entry is like so insanely it's been disintegrated and and you're 100% right cuz you know if you could put together 1500 bucks you can put together a tv quality podcast in no time i mean i have this like this like uh uh fleeting hope that it it will go back to this place of like oh there's a real there's a real depth to this there's meat on the bone on this podcast but still like that's like when i do not Sam wrestling. Like I spent quite a bit of time, like, cause if I go, okay, if it's just going to be me and a microphone, right. If I'm just doing a solo show and it's going to be an hour, an hour 20 talking about wrestling, it's like, I, I need to know that I stand by the fact that there's value here and that I'm really kind of dissecting and going through. But then at the same time I go in my head, I'm fully conscious of, I also need to make sure that I say something like Logan Paul needs to win the money in the bank and I need to do it within 45 seconds. And, right. This so needs to be a postable clip. And I don't even like to watch the clips, but I have to watch. So, wait, so, so in other words, in other words, you are equally committed to making sure yeah. that you do important words that are actually thoughtful and worth someone's time. But you're also as committed to making sure that you do vapid crap that will live in the algorithm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, uh, yeah, yeah. I need, I need. That's it, yeah, though. I, I need, I need. That's yeah, all you can. That's that. the I best that. you can hope for. Is at least you're not doing all the vapid crap. I have to hope 
that the that what we do on this podcast, the, all the non wrestling BS, wedding, bagel, everything talk is is unique and personable enough that we're not like when you look on wrestling podcasts, 93 different podcasts who all have Patreons that literally just, and I'm not dissing them because some of them I've listened to, I listen to every once in a while and enjoy them, just recap every wrestling show match by match, right? So it, it's, listen, it's a lot of fun. My favorite thing is that I just realized now as we're talking, Sam spent tons of money, time, and effort into building this incredible studio in his house. And he mm -hmm. did it, and he did it so just so like a year later, every yo-yo on <laughs> earth could figure out how to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I also like, I feel like, I feel like the, at some point there's gotta be an acknowledgement that you and I did the blueprint for all of it. Like every, it's coming. All of it. Like oh, it's it, coming. Yeah. We're going to get a big be. moment. I yeah. Mean, it has, it has to be because there was nobody. It was me and you and we were doing <laughs> wrestling interviews and we were talking about wrestling on our platforms, and that was it. That's why we ended up being friends because it was just us doing it, and then everybody else started doing it. And then, and then now, and now we just stand alone as the two most hated. Sam, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Love you. I will see you in one week. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, buddy. Looking forward to it. Thanks for making time. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Not Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can find his wrestling. He does a great job, by the way. Sam's Sam really has changed his not Sam wrestling to being less rambling like we do and more like he actually researches stuff and does like an hour breakdown. Like it is nerdy and it is in the weeds, but it is really, really good stuff. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide 
when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. No, that's not what I want to play. Let's do a little mail. Oh, it's already 11.25? How long have we been going, Troy? How long was I rambling to Sam for? 33 minutes total. 33 minutes total? Well okay, read. I have I have five more minutes because my uh, right. my barber delayed me ten minutes, so I, I'm okay. We'll do five. We'll do five minutes of mail here. I hope you guys enjoy hearing me randomly talk to Sam. And I, I I don't know what you people love. I just hope to give you something something. There's something going on on Fridays. Also, it's been decided I don't have anything to do on July fourth. So I don't know. Uh, Dipperstein have already and I have already spoken. We're going to do an episode on July fourth. Don't know what SGG's plan is, but if you're like got nothing to do or you're going to be barbecuing or you're going to be traveling back from somewhere to somewhere, just so you know, there will be a Tuesday cheapie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. He's not a winner. No, no, no. That's a cheap heat. Thanks, Shiki. What I'm saying is the week of my wedding, you're going to get a Tuesday show on July 4th and you're going to get a something going on Friday episode somehow. On the day before my wedding. Okay. That is how the F we do it up here. All right. Uh, Scott writes and says, first of all, I want to say love the show. Recently got into it about six months ago and listened to every episode now. Cheap Heat got me into the other Ring of Wrestling shows as well. I had thought recently about this money in the bank that's coming up. I think great a great booking decision for sheer shock factor would be Damian Priest wins money in the bank briefcase. Later in the night, Finn Balor defeats Seth Rollins for the heavyweight championship with help from Damian Priest. As the celebration goes for Finn winning, Priest gives Balor south of heaven and instantly cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase, not only setting up the downfall of the Judgment Day, but setting up a Balor face turn so that he wins it back at SummerSlam. It really, it would really mean something. What are your teas? Stay mage. Congratulations and enjoy the wedding. Uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I doubt that's going to happen, especially after how much Sam just convinced me. Um, but it would be fun. The question is, do you want to go you know, to babyface Finn right now when he's doing so, so well living in this hardcore bad guy area. I, I kind of keep running with it personally. Uh, okay. Mail. On, on the finding, this is from a few weeks ago, on the finding AEW's NWO episode, you guys literally said AEW has all the talent. It's just that they're not using them correctly. He said, excuse me, did I hear that correctly? Is the company that was formed due to the opinion that WWE slash Vince doesn't know what to do with all the talent that he has? Is that the company you guys are talking about? So these fans get mad that you, at you guys for not spending time on a product that promised to be different, but ultimately is just a bootleg copy of WWE with some WCW at its highest sprinkled in. This is embarrassing. At best, AEW is an indie with money, an ROH plus, if you will. Your tease? <sighs> there's truth. There's there's truth in there for sure. Yes, there is a significant portion of the <coughs> excuse me, hardcore AEW fan base, like the the AEW over WWE or AEW or bust crowd, which I don't think is a huge group. But I do think there are people within that group who, yes, they're like, we need this company to exist because Vince doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Then they get all this talent. 
many of the people who they didn't think were used properly in WWE, they get to AEW and then don't get used properly. Yes, that is partially true. Um, and in, it, It's an indie company with money, ROH Plus. Yes, but like that's kind of cool. You know, like, yes, that will never allow it to be true competition with WWE, but it is a fun alternative, or in my case, um, and I think in most people's cases, a fun supplemental product to go with WWE, right? Like, WWE has the big stories that I'm super invested in, right? And it's the product that I know and love and is sort of built into who I am. But... AEW gives me the feelings that I used to get from enjoying indie wrestling on TV with, with pretty good broadcasters and with big looks and then some really huge talent sprinkled in. You know what I mean? So I think I just, again, I am really the definition of, I, I, even though some people think like I'm I'm out on it, the truth is I, I enjoy it. And while I'm critical of it and I don't think it's in the league of WWE, I dig that it exists as a supplemental thing for me. Like I enjoy both. I really do. I, I, I look forward to watching both. Um, I certainly have periods where I may miss more AEW than I will WWE. Um, but I also have weeks where I'm like, wow, there was a lot more impressive wrestling on this week's episode of Dynamite or uh, Collision or whatever it may be at this point. Who knows? Soon they'll have a show every day of the week. Uh, Frank. Mail. P. Congrats on the wedding. Hope it goes smoother than schmear. As a fan of NXT, I wonder if Braun is taking too many clean losses. He's now lost to Carmelo twice and lost to Seth clean in the center of the ring on Tuesday. I love the heel character Braun has turned into, but would have preferred Finn run uh, ruining the Seth versus Braun match to lead to a triple threat at Money in the Bank. I worry the heel, heel character loses some juice if he continues to lose clean like this. What are your teas? Stay mage and enjoy yourself, Frank. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think I think it's a tough spot for Braun. Excuse me. When they decide not to move him up and then he loses to Carmelo a couple times. Yeah, I think at some point it's uh it's certainly worth considering that spot of the person who was on top of NXT and doesn't get moved up when they're on top. Is he ever going to be back to those heights in NXT again? Probably not. Probably not. Not after the kind of run he had the last year before Carmelo. So you can kind of end up cooling someone down and then they pop up on TV and it's like, are they as mage as they were? Male. Jordan wrote us three days ago. God, we get a lot of emails. I thought this was far back. This was three days ago. P unit and fam, Jordan says. Quick thought I've had on the crowd noise and piping and the piping in of it all. I'm not hating on WWE if this is the case, but do we think it's possible that they've piped crowd reactions into arenas to try and almost subconsciously boost the reactions? For example, maybe the initial crowd boos for Dom were legit. Triple H noticed the reaction and decides next week to pipe in some boos to help push the crowd that direction again. I personally see nothing wrong with this, to be honest. A great way to help loosen up the crowd and get everyone more engaged. What are your teas, Jordan? Well, we have another email here that's going to suggest that uh, that is not what's happening at all. And I don't think it is. Mail. Um, where is it? Oh, quick thought on why the WWE crowds are so hot. Well, at least I thought this was going to be saying something else. Hey, guys, I'm 26 and I have a ton of friends. Um, 
hold on, sorry. I'm 26 and I've had a ton of friends recently send me nostalgia wrestling clips that they see on TikTok and IG Reels because they know I love wrestling. I have a feeling TikTok traffic is making a lot of lapsed fans tune in and ultimately go to a live uh, show when WWE is in town. I look at WrestleTix often and WWE is hot as heck with ticket sales. Something going on. Thank you guys for all you do to entertain with such busy schedules. Been a listener for almost a decade now, which is bananas. Wow, that is bananas. I think all of those things are true. And I think that the crowd is just hot right now. And I, I think, yes, maybe there they were there was piping in happening. Um, but I don't think that's what's happening now. Mail. I mean, maybe on SmackDown a little bit here and there, but like I feel like Dip hears it all the time, and I don't always hear it. Alex writes, "I say, hey, Peter, congrats on the wedding. Enjoy every minute of it. Been a longtime listener. At fifty four twenty five of this Tuesday's pod, Greg responds to an email with a perfect. Oh shit! It was unexpected, and it popped me. Could be drop of the cinch. Just wanted to point it out to you, Troy. Can you work on getting that fifty four twenty five? You got it. Thanks, Troy." That's the cheap heat. All right, I got to go, or I'm not going to be on time for any of this. I have so many more emails here. I got to do Amy. Women never write us. You want me to handle them? I can do it. No. Hey, real quick, how do you hear me when I sound like this? I sound different, don't I? Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely. Is it scary, Troy? It's terrifying. Yeah, I'm going to hear this in my nightmares. This is your conscious, Troy. These uh, girls in the hot girl summer, treat them well, or they will come back to haunt you. <laughs> Yikes. I promise. <laughs> Canceling all my dates. How about now? Hey, now hey sound- Troy, it's me, Jimmy Hart, baby. Get out there and do your thing. <laughs> you sound like Sam Roberts. Not Sam Wrestling. How about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? Whoa. Did you miss me? Oh, I hate that. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. It's me, Miss Hatton. Ooh la la. (laughs) Did you miss me? (laughs) All right, I'm done. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Amy says, hello, sweet Pete stack guy. I'm possibly, but probably not Dipperstein. Uh, wondering if there are any plans for a heat and greet during SummerSlam weekend. I know the wedding is priority one huge congrats, but as we get closer to the date, wondering if I can aid in planning a gathering, I've lived in Detroit for 14 years and have planned many a party and gathering and happy to help find or aid in recommending a venue and securing some of the better bagels, everything egg duh in town in Detroit Institute of bagels. Thanks for the pod. The namer of 35 at 35, Amy. Oh, wow, Amy or Mage. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Interested? I need everyone in the Discord. And again, Troy's going to put the link up today in the podcast if you're not there. Go to the Peckerhead section of the Discord, and I need a conversation about how many people are going to Detroit. If people are going to Detroit, absolutely we should set it up. I 100% would be down with doing some sort of thing. And Amy... I might tap into you to help get us a space because that could be really helpful. Um, I'd be down for a heat and greet, maybe Friday night before SummerSlam, something like that. Saturday is tough because I always have to be at the building pretty early. Um, and then I'm guessing I'll be out on Sunday. 
So my thought would maybe be Friday night or Friday midday, something like that. But let's discuss. Are you guys going to Detroit or what? Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Sorry to Jacob, Benjamin, Rudy, Tal, uh, Jimmy, Lewis, Lion. So many people wrote. God, I want to read. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to go read all of these during my haircut right now because I appreciate all of you so much. And I'll try to write back as many people as I can. You're the best. We love you all. We'll be back on Tuesday. Shouts to Troy the Goy, Miss Hatton. And uh, yeah, guys, stay mage. Enjoy yourself this weekend. And enjoy Money in the Bank. Kickoff show, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch.